1: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Here we are on on target, a little bit delayed today due to that um, announcement from the Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Janice Fitzgerald, announcing that um, rapid tests are going to be distributed to households throughout Newfoundland and Labrador via Canada Post. Uh, Two kits containing uh, five tests each will be distributed in two separate, so you're going to get one kit at one point and another kit at another point. That's going to start in about... uh, late November early December so uh, just to help people out with uh, trying to determine what is it that you're suffering from uh, because there's an awful lot of respiratory illness going around if you're sick Stay home. Well, uh, on another note, Parkinson's disease is a chronic and progressive brain disorder that causes loss of muscle control. It often presents as stiffness or uncontrolled tremors or movement that, in that over time, can severely limit a person's mobility. There is no cure for Parkinson's, and while those diagnosed with the disease can live long lives, it can have a dramatic impact on a person's quality of life. Well, last month you may recall, V O C M News carried a story about corn Snow of Gander. She's a nurse practitioner who was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's at the age of just 42 and she found benefit through a boxing program and goat therapy offered by Button Adventures, a business operating out of Broad Cove, Conception Bay North and run by Lita May Button. Well Button is officially launching her passion for Parkinson's training camp at Ochre Pit Cove Retreat. She joins me now. Hello!
0: Hi, Linda. How are you?
1: Great. How are you? I am fabulous. Thank you. Can you hear me well? I can. Um, I guess we'll start with some of the basics. What what is Button Adventures?
0: <laughs> Button Adventures is about the five F, uh fitness, farming, family, food, and most
1: importantly, uh fun. Fitness, farming, family, and fun I'm missing the fifth food, food. well wow. yeah that's essential isn't it, <laughs> yes, it <laughs> um, is. and so you're based I out of really healthy food excellent so you're you're based out of um, Broad Cove yes I am and you are a boxing champion is that correct Yes, yes. I boxing is besides my son
0: and my family. Well, my son is my family, but um, it is my number one passion for twenty years now. Yeah, and uh, fitness has been something that I've been doing, coaching and doing and teaching since I was about fifteen years old.
1: So, uh, what does Button Adventures do? It's it's basically, uh, I guess, geared towards uh, the tourism industry.
0: Uh, well, the main focus is the fitness and the farming. So, like, I run uh, virtually and a little bit in person right now uh, boxing and boot camp programs through the day. The majority I run is for people with Parkinson's, but then I also do and help coach women as well, as well as private clients. And then the farming aspect um, has to do with goat Therapy And uh, right now in the summer, I was doing, and half of the fall, um, I was doing regular goat walks, which was really helping people recover from COVID and help people's um, mental health.
1: I could see that. And I want to talk to you a little <laughs> bit about your work in Parkinson's in, in a few minutes. But how did you uh, come up with this idea of marrying fitness with farming?
0: Um, I think because I'm a very dynamic person, um, meaning, like, I grew up, my background, my childhood was on a 300-plus hobby farm outside of Ontario, outside of Peterborough. So I grew up with horses, I grew up with cows, I grew up with chickens, I grew up with farm work, and I knew the discipline and everything and the just a sense of grounding that brings to you because the other half of my kind of life before coming to Newfoundland here in 2020 had to do with um, nursing and boxing and the hustle and the bustle of the main metropolitan city of Toronto. So I really wanted to get back to my roots because I know how important it is, especially in this day and age with how, kind of, even though we're the most connected we've ever been in history, we are really the most disconnected in terms of where we come from and where, who we are as human beings. We're natural hunters and gatherers. Like you cannot, you cannot, um, the word I'm looking for? You cannot,
1: you cannot deny
0: that class for, for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Humans hunted and we gathered and we moved and we forged and we did sustainable farming. And there was just an inner calling to me to want to get back to that and um, amalgamate my passion for fitness with it.
1: So what drew you to Newfoundland in 2020 then? Is there a connection here? Yes, definitely. It was was a very strong connection. So my
0: family, my family on my father's side are all from Newfoundland. So I am very familiar with this island growing up. Um, Same with my son as well. Most, the majority of summers were spent vacationing here with family. So we just wanted to move full time.
1: Are the connections to the Broad Cove area or were you just attracted to Broad Cove because of its obvious uh, delights?
0: (laughs) (sighs) Uh, well, no, Broad Cove, Small Point, Adams Cove, Blackhead. So I have my cousins are in Small Point and Broad is right next to it. And then my parents have a place as well in Blackhead and they also have a place in New Chelsea. So it's all around, I think we call it the Trinity Loop or Blue Trail. Which one is it? Trinity Loop, I think. Both. Both. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and this is a beautiful because um, I've traveled to all parts of Newfoundland, and I find that this part is—you know—we're not too far from St. John's, and then we're still really on the coast. And there's just everything's a little more accessible, but also still really beautiful and dynamic and diverse on this side of the island. And uh, why goats? Why goat therapy?
1: Yes,
0: okay. Well, that wasn't—that wasn't really my original intention. <laughs> I got to laugh Um, because when the pandemic hit, um, you know, like all of us were just trying to figure it out and trying to cope. I began becoming obsessed with this YouTube channel, uh, family out of Arizona who had these Nigerian dwarf goats um, because I was starting to research about um, sustainable farming. And I knew, because growing up, I had cows, I had horses, I had all these big animals, and I know the work and the mess that goes into them. <laughs> and I didn't want that um, when I wasn't quite sure exactly where my vision was going with it. And the two sustainable farm animals that I came across that were small were goats and chickens. And I had chickens, and same thing. I wasn't really fussy about chickens. Um, they're nice for eggs and that, but... So, like kind of has it as pets or like whatnot. I wasn't into it. And then I came across a Nigerian dwarf goat, and they are milk producing goats, and they are some of the smallest goats that you can get. And I just fell in love with their personalities. And my original intention was really to have them more so for like goat cheese and like all the products and stuff that comes with it. And then I became addicted, and I just fell in love with their personalities. And now I have ten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's often how it happens. Uh, I have to say, there is something about goats, and goats are very popular in Newfoundland. Always have been. You know, people have always had goats, uh, but there's yeah. something about a goat that uh, that can put a smile on your face. Yeah, especially when they're they're kids. Like they they act like they'll act
0: like kids because that's the name of baby goats. Um, even when they're adults, like they may be a little bit more more mature but when they get really excited they like jump around and they like uh do like a side on hop no matter how big they are it's quite funny um and nothing brings you out of your head and it makes you feel more grounded especially where i do my goat walks around Cove. you just uh, i call it my form of uh, meditation without really having to think about meditation
1: well, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that when we come back after the break. My guest today on On Target is Lita May Button of Button Adventures out of Broad Cove, Conception Bay North. We'll be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Our guest today is Lita May Button with Button Adventures out of Broad Cove, Conception, May North. And you do a, a variety of things there, Lita May. But um, one of the things that you're doing is uh, boxing and you're introducing um, this passion for Parkinson's, marrying that with, with um, um, boxing. So tell us, first of all, the benefits of boxing and then we can talk a little bit about you know, your Parkinson's program.
0: Uh, the benefits of boxing so did you want the benefits for boxing like for somebody that's actually competitive who wants to step in the ring or are you talking about the benefits of, the benefits of boxing for fitness just for general mental oh, health oh
1: all I, of it
0: I've coached all of it so. <laughs> well
1: all for the it? general oh, public okay. as, a, as a whole anybody who might be interested in becoming a little more fit
0: Yes, so boxing is actually the number one rated ESPN sport in the Olympics. So out of all the Olympic sports, um, they look at them and they look at the different like different aspects of what sport does, like mental acuity, agility, power, strength, endurance. Um, and there's a number of other things in the list that they, they rate all the sports on, and then they do the average of those sports, and boxing comes out as number one. Now, that is a contact Olympic sport, but the aspects of that is extremely transferable over to fitness um, because you're working both your like mental focus your memory, your cognition, your ability to react, be able to do different kinds of combinations, um, as well as you're working your body in the fitness world, we say anaerobic and aerobically. So, aerobic means that we're working our oxygen, we're like you're, you're doing your cardio type deal. But anaerobic means that you're working more strength and you're working your body and your muscles without oxygen. So there's really very, very limited other types of modalities of of kind of any fitness training that does that. So it's also why boxing is really popular in Hollywood for um, models and people who want to keep fit and lean and look a little muscular without putting on actual muscle because you're working everything. So um, that's why I'm very passionate about boxing, and in the boxing community, we also like to say boxing saves lives. You know, the extreme examples that people use that everybody can relate and understand when we say that is like you look at you look at Mike Tyson or you look at Manny Pacquiao. Um, they pulled themselves up out of the street, literally, um, and did not end up in jail or on the streets because boxing is a very easy, accessible sport um, that anyone from low income to um, white collar, you know, CEOs access. So there is no, there's no sense of diversity in boxing, no matter what color, race, even abilities. I mean, I like I deal with Parkinson's. I have a number of friends in Toronto as well. They um, do boxing for people with um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cerebral palsy and other type of um, special needs.
1: And I think to the casual observer, anybody who doesn't know or understand boxing, they might be surprised to hear uh, just how much um, it goes into this idea of mental acuity and and the ability to pivot, be thinking, thinking ahead, uh, thinking quickly, responding, um, being aware of your surroundings, those kinds of things.
0: Yes, yes. I know because everybody often looks at it and they think, and I did too, before I got into boxing in my early 20s, my dad and my grandfather would always watch boxing and I remember actually watching Lennox Lewis. Um, I forget which fight it was, watching them with him. I was like, oh, that was cool. It wasn't really anything about it like that really kind of caught me at the time. And I ended up meeting Lennox Lewis years later because um, my his coach, Adrian Tio Rescue, um brought him to the Olympics and Adrian was my coach for a number of years. But you just look at it and you don't understand that it's called the sleep science and it's like a chess match when you get into it, whether you're learning it recreationally or you're learning it for um, actual fighting in the ring. There's a whole level of respect and understanding that goes with it when you're, you start doing it. It's, it's, it's a game changer and it is, I honestly, 100%, it's a life changer for a lot of people, not just um, fighters.
1: So what's your interest then in uh, in Parkinson's and Parkinson's therapy?
0: That's a great question. So my background not is not just in boxing. My background is um, professionally. I went to university for nursing. I took. A, I have a bachelor of sciences in nursing. And then the easiest kind of nursing position that I could get coming out of nursing school right away was long-term care. So I did that a little bit, and then I... Pivot into geriatric mental health, and um, I saw like the end stages of Parkinson's and the end stages of dementia, and I and I've always always knew, known that movement is medicine, and how much that um, moving can really help lessen diseases or lessen things that are happening in your in your life. like there's chronic obsessive disease or chronic degenerate diseases now in our society because we don't move and we don't have the same kind of nutrition and that as our, our ancestors did. Um, so the boxing portion of it, and I heard about it before it actually came along into my life, I heard about um, how the help that boxing does for people with Parkinson's. I just didn't know there was an actual specific program for it. So in 2016, I was approached to become the head coach and affiliate owner for the Rock Study Boxing in Toronto East, and that's what I took on. And I watched in six months um, the power of boxing and movement as medicine because half of the Uh, Clients or patients that I had in the door had never exercised before and they were dealing and they were struggling with all of the signs and symptoms that go along with the progressive neurological disease and movement disorder of Parkinson's and I watched as you know some people there's um, the biggest one that I always tell people is there's a symptom that can happen for some people it's called a facial mask because of the stiffness that occurs from the decreased dopamine so some people you see with Parkinson's um, who aren't really doing any kind of physical activity, you'll see that their face doesn't really, their expression doesn't change. And I remember in the six months, couple of um, rock study boxers, that's what we call them, because we call them boxers because their opponent in life is not somebody in the ring, their opponent in life is Parkinson's. So we call them a boxer. It's all pow- empowering technology. What the facial mask? I watched as some of them had facial mask, and with through the exercise and the regular different types of modalities that we do through the program, like vocals and facial exercises, um, as well as the boxing portion of it. I watched as they were able to smile and communicate better with their face, and to me, that was just like it was really heartwarming, and and it just it was like this is powerful. This is a powerful program. This pro- program saves lives you know, and it really helps families and it really helps people have a quality of life and have a a sense of hope um, and community. And uh, I've gotten a lot of feedback from everybody through the years. It's like, there's a sense of positivity that we have in this group and that I lead with this group. um, So that everybody feels like they have a safe and fun place to come to. um, Whereas like most of the day, a lot of people don't understand what's happening with Parkinson's, or you know, you're always kind of thinking about what kind of day is it going to be when I'm living with Parkinson's. Um, but in the, in the one hour to hour and a half, five days a week in the group, um, it really—it's that you're a fighter. You're not someone living with Parkinson's. You're just a fighter. You know, doing what you can to like really offset and have fun and live a better quality of life now.
1: It's really moving what you say about, uh, you know, the facial expression because there's so many ways that we communicate with each other and one of them is through facial expression. And and just imagine that being taken away from you by this uh, terrible disease and uh, and being able to express once again that you're feeling content or happy or sad or angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It definitely and then with my background in nursing we look at the face as one of the forms of communication um in assessing our patients so sometimes when somebody is very nonverbal um uh, facial facial expression is is those those ways of communicating just like you said
1: I want to talk to you a little bit about Passion for Parkinson's Training Camp, which you're launching in the next couple of weeks. Uh, When we come back after the break, Mm -hmm. my guest today on On Target is Lita Mae Button of Button Adventures in Broadcove. We'll be back right after this. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night, anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. Our guest today is Lita Mae Button of Button Adventures in Broad Cove. And uh, Lita Mae, you um, have a passion for Parkinson's training camp, which is starting very soon. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: So my vision for coming to Newfoundland, um, one of the things is, is to start a fitness retreat specifically more so for people with Parkinson's because I know how special this island is. And I also know how important it is because how important it is training camps are, um, having lived them myself as an actual fighter, because when you're completely immersed in something, the amount of results and focus that you have is unlike when you're kind of just living your everyday life you know, there's always something that's going to get in the way. And there's a lot that goes into the coaching that I've done in the last eight years. So um, both professionally and personally, the things that I've learned, I have um, combined the best of everything for these Passion for Parkinson's training camps. So it's not just about fitness. It's also about um families coming together and how to support one another um, in terms of having a better quality of life in the home, the dynamics of that, because in nursing, we always talk about like, um, not just like social work, but in terms of supports and setting up you know, plans of action of who's going to handle this, who's going to handle that, how you can best support one another. So we're looking at the fitness aspect of it. We're looking at the social dynamics aspects of it and the animal therapy and really decreasing um, the risk for falls because the majority of falls that occur often occur in and around the home. So looking at techniques and helping people in the safe environment in the training camp learn how to get up and down off the floor, um, which a lot of people when they get older, it's often one of their biggest fears
1: absolutely so when and where is this training camp and what do you need to know heading into it i mean a lot of people might find that very daunting saying well i couldn't possibly box but is this like entry level yes yes so it's um anywhere from entry
0: level to intermediate um, because i've dealt with many different types of groups um i know how to if somebody's very advanced in a group and they're in there as well with somebody who's right beginner um, I know how to adapt and help everyone work together and also work separately so it does sound very intimidating like boxing and you're in a training camp but that's not what it's like it's not a I'm gonna make you like be sore and like oh my goodness you can't walk you know all that kind of thing after no it's just it's the immersive portion of it that is very, very important and really helps offset all the distractions that occur. Because, I mean, I teach um, five days a week, um, everything online, and often, even though most of the time people are focused, there's still a lot of distractions that occur. So it's really, it's hard. Fitness and learning is a skill. And in this day and age, we're often extremely distracted, especially when we work, we work at home or we're doing things at home. You know, family distracts us, somebody comes to the door, the phone's ringing, all that kind of stuff. So the training camp is designed for very beginner and basics and techniques and that that you can learn there in the moment without any distraction and then take it home. And um, I follow up and help with everyone after that as well. Focus, I guess it's about focus. Oh it is and this day and age is majorly lacking for a lot of people myself included from time to time
1: <laughs> oh my goodness I, I tell me about it uh, just through the course of our uh, show here today my phone hasn't stopped going in the side on the sidebar here and uh, it you know even though i know and i'm trained not to look at it it's still there mm-hmm. bothering me mm-hmm. uh but mm-hmm. there you have it um so passion for parkinson's training camp when and where So it's December 2nd to December 4th at the Oker Pit Cove
0: Retreat um, Space in Oker Pit Cove. And then if people want to to find more information and to register, you can go to buttonadventures.com backslash passion for Parkinson's. But it is uh, right now on my main page under fitness.
1: And do you have to have a diagnosis to participate, or how does that work? No, you don't have to have a diagnosis to participate. There's, that's
0: something that I've really, because with, um, over the years, we really, like, honed in on, you know, you're supposed to have your, you've seen your doctor and, and whatnot, and you're diagnosed with Parkinson's, but What's happening, and um, really gone back over the statistics in the last month, is that a lot of people are falling through the cracks, and this is something that we've talked about in our support group, um, Parkinson's support group, once a month, is that they weren't clear on the diagnosis for, like, two years. I even have a family member that um, has gone through that, and... You, you, what's happening to you is not, is not degressing, like it's progressing. So if you have Parkinson's-like symptoms, I am not going to um, exclude anyone from
1: having movement and medicine to help them. And uh, so they just need to go to uh, Button Adventures, the website? Yes, yeah,
0: buttonadventures.com, and, and it's under fitness, but it's on my main page, and it's under passion for Parkinson's.
1: And I got to ask you because uh, you sent out a little release and it shows you with uh, Martha Johnson and people may say, who's that? But uh, you may remember any of us of a certain age, uh, Martha and the Muffins from the 1980s, Echo Beach, far away. uh, I didn't realize that she um, has been diagnosed with Parkinson's as well.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Martha is very vocal about it in the media. Um, and she's been one of my Rock City Boxers um, members since the very beginning, since we opened in Toronto in 2016. So it's really, it's really, really helped her. And I see her three to five days a week at times.
1: And so the the benefit is real.
0: Yes, very real. We, in fact, we have um, some uh, Rock City Boxers and personal training clients that I've had. Who their neurologist diagnosed them, and they've gone back to them in a year, and they're very impressed. They're like, "My goodness, if I didn't diagnose you myself, um, I would almost not think that you would have Parkinson's." So it's very important. But I always like advocate and I let people know, um, it's just like meditate medication. Like it's everybody's journey is different with Parkinson's, but. Just like if you're medication, you wouldn't stop medication. And exercise and movement as medicine, it's the same thing. So a lot of people are often will put it off, but Parkinson's doesn't take a rest. And I'm really huge on that because I see even throughout the pandemic, we switched right away to online. And I've had some people who didn't switch with us and they didn't keep up their exercises. And it makes me sad because I've heard recently some of them have lost their driver's license and their quality of life has really deteriorated
1: wow that's something else so the passion for parkinson's training camp ochre pit cove retreat uh december 2nd to the 4th you're taking registration now at um uh, buttonadventures.com you got it lena it's been fascinating talking to you sorry that we had this constricted time to do it Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about your initiatives and uh, and and the impact it's had on people a little later on in the week so stay tuned for that lena may thank you so much Thank you, Linda. Have a great day, everyone. You as well. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone.